narcissistic family is like a cult. I'm going to describe the characteristics of cults, and I'm going to describe the characteristics of narcissistic families. In other words, where a narcissist or other personality disordered individual is the matriarch or patriarch of that family. And then I'm going to give you kind of some ideas of what to expect if you do decide to defect from that cult or family and what I recommend that you do in order to move forward and heal yourself. So if you watch any you know, documentaries, any studies that they've done on cults, what they've found is that the majority of cult leaders are either narcissists or psychopaths. You will see those same exact dynamics in the family where the narcissist or psychopath positions him or herself as the matriarch or patriarch. There is a Netflix series called Inside the Criminal Mind. I think it's the third episode is on cult leaders. And they identified the characteristics of cults, which I want to share with you, so you can see just how similar these are to the family involving a narcissist. So the first one is that it involves an authoritarian leader, and that person has absolute power over the other members, over their reality, over their perceptions, over their behaviors. And what that leader says is right. And that leader is generally worshipped by the rest of that cult. The second one is indoctrination. So how does that work inside of a cult is they break you down at first, and then they change you, and then they reset you so that you're now living in the reality and the mindset of the leader of that cult. The third characteristic is that the cult does harm to its members. So typically what happens is at first, they pretend to be fulfilling a need that the members have. You know, They might even manufacture that need, but generally it's pretty easy because when these are spiritual cults especially, and I even saw this kind of thing happening in the spiritual communities in Peru. I've heard of this happening in Colorado, in Bali, in Hawaii. And basically all of those hubs, like the spiritual hubs on the planet, you'll also find these spiritual psychopaths and narcissists leading groups. I've worked with several people who have escaped those groups. They told me very similar stories. So you'll come in with some kind of need, and usually that person is seeking something. They're lost, they're seeking something. That's a deep vulnerability that the cult then preys upon. So the cult will encourage you to be vulnerable and then they will prey upon the information that you share. They will encourage you to be open and to share everything with everyone and then they will use that information against you. They will encourage you to create a dependency um, and like an enmeshment among the other group, the other members of the group, and also among the group as a whole. They will discourage individuation and boundaries. So that's pretty much a summary of cults and how they function. Now I want to talk about the characteristics of a narcissistic family. So the very first one is that that family will protect the image of the family over the well-being of any of its members. So that includes they don't care about your pain, they don't care about your suffering, they don't care about the abuse that you endured by members of that family. They would rather protect the image of the group. If you speak up and you speak your truth about someone in that family having abused you, you will be scapegoated immediately. Even if you were 
before then the golden child and that family dynamic, you will forever be the scapegoat. They will start talking behind your back. They will tell you straight to your face that it didn't happen. They will eulogize and praise the abusers that they know abused you, that you had revealed to them that this person or multiple people had abused you, whether sexually, physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. They don't care. They will protect the image first and foremost. Um, you will notice that the moment you start to speak up about the abuse in your family. The other one, the most common uh, characteristic of the narcissistic family is that they're all subscribed to a very distorted reality and conformity is expected. You're not allowed to challenge that reality, have a different reality, say that any of that isn't true at all. Individuation is punished. Boundaries are not accepted. So individuation is where you have an identity of your own. You are an independent being, a human being, especially as an adult. But even as a child, that individuation is not tolerated in terms of your likes, your dislikes, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, anything like that. And you're not allowed to have any boundaries. There is no privacy in a narcissistic family. You know, you go to school when you're a kid and your narcissistic mother or father is going through all your stuff. You come home and it's like you're being interrogated by the Nazi SS because they're running through everything that they found or everything that they suspect they found or even they didn't find anything and they're trying to make up something that they found that they didn't find just to make you feel guilty and confess to something that you didn't even do. So you're always going to see the golden child and scapegoat dynamic in the narcissistic family. The purpose of that is to divide and conquer. They have to have the siblings warring against each other, the cousins warring against each other, always pitting people against each other, always making the, you know, the matriarch or the patriarch or whomever the narcissist is in that family is going to make themselves be you know, the only right one, the one who everyone defers to for their sense of reality, the one who everyone defers to for their authority, for their perception, and they're always going to be trying to pit the other members against each other. They're going to tell you false things about each other. They're going to share very personal, intimate things about your life with other people that other people should not know and that you didn't want people to know. There is a tremendous amount of gossiping. You know, I did a video on that. Some people were a bit offended by that. If you're offended easily, then probably you don't want to listen to this next part. So that gossip circle, you know, it's often on the phone or it's on the family gatherings and it's like, oh, oh yeah, did you hear about so-and-so's health problems? Oh, it's just so terrible. Oh, and so-and-so and their marriage problems and oh, poor them, they just can't have, you know, a healthy relationship. Gee, oh, and their mental problems. Oh, and it's just gossip, gossip, gossip about the members of the family and, you know, the same people that they're gossiping about are the same people they're going to see at a family gathering. And to their face, they're going to be all sucking up and super helpful and kind and sweet if they're the covert type. If they're the overt type, they're pretty much just going to be a loud asshole most of the time. They're going to be that person in the family that is just always saying those ridiculous things, offensive things racist things, loud things, and everybody else just goes, oh, that's just dad, 
or oh, that's just mom. You know, so there are there are both covert and overt versions of what I'm describing here, depending on how that plays out in your family, whether or not the matriarch or patriarch is more overt or more covert. Uh, you're also going to notice how there are abusers and enablers in that family. There may be more than one abuser. There might be one who's like the leader, the matriarch, or the patriarch, but typically they're surrounded by similar characters, usually of the lesser order. They're not quite as smart. They're not quite as cunning. They're not quite as able to manage the whole family's authority as the matriarch or patriarch does. They're, they're like flying monkeys, but they're also disordered. Then you get flying monkeys who are enablers, who are either clueless or naive or severely codependent and rug sweeping everything and pretending like everything's okay when it's not. This you'll see very clearly in the Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report on the Catholic Church. You can see how there are abusers and then there are the enablers, meaning the bishops, the higher-ups, who the, who the abuse cases were reported to, and these cover-uppers, these, these enablers, aggressively covered up the abuse. That's the exact same thing that's going to happen in the family. Those people may or may not be disordered, but they're definitely toxic if they're covering up that abuse and they're shutting down your truth because they would rather protect the image of the family. You're going to notice the very typical love bombing, devaluation, abuse cycle. That leads to the trauma bond. That leads to the Stockholm Syndrome. That leads to cognitive dissonance. The narcissistic members of that family are always either going to be love bombing you or devaluing you. In the moments when you think they're just being nice and pleasant, they're not. That's part of the love bombing. Love bombing doesn't always look like over-the-top gushing, over-the-top attention and whatnot. It could just be that things are pleasant for right now. And be very careful because if you settle into that pleasantness and you drop your guard, that is exactly the moment they're going to come around with some kind of thing that's going to hurt you. Um, another thing is any disagreement from, let's say, the distorted reality perception or what the narcissist says is right and true, any sort of disagreement is taken as an attack, then they will attack you and say that you're the one who has attacked them. You'll be punished for that. That can, again, come in more covert or overt versions. There's going to be mantras in the narcissistic family. They're going to say things like, all families are dysfunctional, or they're going to say, family is the most important thing, or they're going to talk about your dead elder, grandma, grandpa, great aunt, great uncle, you know, so-and-so just, you know, the most important thing to them is that we stay close. Or the typical, you know, that's just mom, that's just dad, that's just uncle so-and-so, that's just aunt so-and-so. These are mantras that are used to excuse, to rug sweep, to create sort of euphemisms to get around the abuse so that we don't actually call it abuse and we can minimize and rationalize it instead. You're often also going to find spiritual and religious abuse in the family. So if the narcissist, psychopath, etc. is religious or spiritual, they're going to use the dogma or the tenets or the beliefs of that religion or that particular spiritual school of thought to abuse people in the family. You know, God doesn't want you to do that. You are a sinner. You know, those kinds of things will come from the religious families 
the spiritual families we use things like you know just be positive you're so negative you know when you bring up things that aren't okay for you so it's like on top of the other kinds of forms of abuse you're going to get the spiritual and religious abuse as well and just like a cult these people will infiltrate everyone in your life so if the narcissist or psychopath is one of your parents they will be sure to infiltrate all of your cousins all of your friends are going to make you know your friends their friends and try to be cool in front of your friends and essentially what they're going to try to do is extract information and disseminate propaganda that is exactly why they will infiltrate all those people in your life maybe even your parents come to visit you and your narc parent is like talking to the neighbors and stuff like they are infiltrating everyone in your life to make sure that everyone is under that trance and you're the only one who's going to challenge that another thing they often do in narcissistic families is hold the will over your head they're always talking about how much money you're going to get or how the money's going to be divided or they're going to tell you you know if you do such and such you're going to get so much money in the will usually what happens in narcissistic families is that money disappears somehow like it, it's not left to you it's either it's either not there either they talk about oh grandpa was a millionaire and blah 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 but then where was the money and grandpa left, left nothing to you and your siblings or they're going to talk about all the money that's waiting for you and they're going to keep dangling that on the stick so that you keep submitting to the abuse and you keep hanging around and taking care of them and then they die maybe this is one of your parents or your aunt or your uncle or something and they die and they left nothing to you you know it was all just a carrot on the stick the future faking the same thing that's done in intimate relationships only in this case in the family they're using the will to hold it over your head And finally, what you'll notice is a similar worshiping of the matriarch or the patriarch in your family, just as it's done as in cults. So you know, especially if this person is a covert type, that's going to be the hardest one because no one in your family is going to want to see that. Most people are going to be clueless and be like, "Oh, your mother's just so wonderful," or "Your father's just a pillar of the community and family." They're going to have no idea. They're even going to snow over the people who marry into your family. They're going to create surrogate daughters and sons out of people like that. And usually those same people had a narcissistic parent. And it's like maybe they can even see that their parent was disordered, but they totally can't see how your parent is disordered because your parent is extremely covert and they're love bombing them. They're like this is the love that I never got from my parent. So expect those things to happen. It could be very difficult to find allies in the family when you wake up. One because you could be surrounded by mostly personality disordered individuals or two, there could be a lot of codependence in the mix. They just could be clueless, naive, not able to see or totally dependent on the abusers in that family and therefore they will they will defend them they will stand by them they will take a stance against you it could be very hard to find allies so when it comes to your escape from the narcissistic family what you'll find is this is the fight for your life it is the fight of your life and it is the fight to reclaim your life the life that you never had because you were subscribed to that reality an extension of the narcissist stuck in that whole group dynamic subscribed to that very distorted reality perception 
it is going to be the most difficult decision of your life to start putting boundaries with the family, to start distancing yourself from the family, to move away from the family, and eventually and hopefully to go no contact with the narcissistic members of that family and their flying monkey enablers. So what you'll find is this is the most difficult decision you'll ever have to make. When you do make the decision, you will likely find that it was the best decision that you ever had to 